I'm not really interested in anything right now. I don't think anything is cool. I'm not, um, I'm like brain dead. I'm, I'm just not super engaged with the world at this moment. Um, so I don't think I have, I don't think I have anything cool to talk about and be like, wow, isn't this wonderful? But I did think of something that disgusts me. Welcome back. We're not for everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by a hater and a lover. I'm Jess. I'm the lover. And Caroline. I'm, oh, man. We got to communicate about how we're going to do that. I don't know. I always like, I'm like Caroline and then I'm like, no, let her introduce herself. And I sh- then I shouldn't be allowed to introduce myself. No, your first, your first instinct is correct. But I am Caroline. <laughs> I'm the hater. I'm always messing up the intro. And I actually realized I've also been messing up the outro. The one job you gave me for the past several weeks, I realized I've been trying to say, you know, follow us on Instagram. And I've been saying the wrong Instagram handle. You have. <laughs> I knew that. I just realized that. I had one job. I had one job. Yeah, I didn't know it until it was too late. Like, I should have caught it in editing, but I just didn't. Or, I mean, I should have caught it live when we were recording. I've done it in several episodes, I realized. Anyway, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's not for everyone pod with the number four. I've just been saying random stuff that is not our Instagram handle. My bad. Sure. Sure. There is another not for everyone podcast and I don't remember what their Instagram handle is, although they have DM'd us before and like for a you know, I I've never listened and I can't say that I support them, but I also do support them. It's like a podcast. <laughs> I blindly support them. I think it's a podcast about horror movies, right? Oh sure, yeah. I actually do think you're right. It's I something it that like I literally won't ever consume, but I wish them right. all the best. Yeah. So if we ended up sending a few people there, like, so be it. <laughs> if they went to the Instagram and didn't see our faces and still followed, and like, still that's followed, on you guys. I do agree. <laughs> I, I would agree. So anyhow, yeah, you guys messed up, not me. Girl, how are you? I haven't seen your face in a few weeks. I know. It was crazy. I know. It is really weird. It's, like, probably the longest we've gone, because even though we've taken little breaks for different trips of either of ours or whatever, like... It's not been consistently a pre-record and then a your solo episode and then a my solo episode. So anyway, I'm good. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm like, I was telling you before we started recording, I don't even know what I have to say. I feel like we always talk about how we need a break to get like creative space and get ideas and experience life so that we have things to talk about when we come back. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been experiencing life for the past couple of weeks, but I still don't know if I have any thing to share like I don't know if I've learned anything that's fine I've just been sitting yeah I've unlearned yeah. <laughs> things that's fine though. Yeah, for exactly. me it's not even to have experiences to report on it's just like to even have the energy and let me say yeah right now I'm feeling like we are so fucking centered so fucking grounded like listen to the timber of our voices I feel like I can hear the groundedness so I'm excited. Oh, that sounded like spoken word that you would hear at like a church in the South. Like, I can feel the grounded groundedness. Um, I believed it when you said that. I love it. One time I had an audition where I had, when I was acting, I had an audition where I had to do spoken word poetry. Um, <laughs> this was, this is back when I was like sharing a lot of the emo poetry I write online and people were really into it 
And then I had a friend, an actor friend who had an agent and his agent was looking for someone who does spoken word, which I never do. Never did. Didn't, mm. didn't never. But this guy like thought of me and like the poetry I'd been sharing and he was like, oh, you can like go work with this agent. And that's like how I got an agent because they needed someone who did spoken word, which I did not. I cannot emphasize this enough. <laughs> like every time I've gotten a job, it's been through a lie. And um, I just show up and was like, yeah, totally I do spoken word. And then I like showed up to this audition it was for um, Venus Razors, and mm. they were doing some, like, alternative, like, female empowering fucking bullshit where they wanted someone to read, like, spoken word fucking um, commercial copy, and I had to, but they didn't give me the commercial copy. They just had me read my own poem, which was this poem, first of all, about, like, doing coke and doing molly and, like, fucking... No. <laughs> And like crying, did they know, like it was so. Did it was, they know? Did they know ahead of time? No, I just got up and they were like, "Okay, what are you gonna perform for us today?" And I was oh. like, oh, "I performed this poem I wrote about like really toxic sex and relationships <laughs> and drugs at like a fucking at the most like commercials are the most." G-rated, trying to yeah. include all the demographics, whatever, and they were like. Okay, that was interesting. I think the guy behind the table, like, recited back a couple of the lines sarcastically to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so cruel. It was so cruel. I was like, that was a vulnerable moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're telling me that you, little girl, wrote this? <laughs> yeah, it was wild. I did get a call back. I did get a call back, but I did get the okay. commercial. Yeah. But you got an agent through that? How did that work? That was how I got my commercial agent, basically. Okay. Yeah. Because you like a commercial agent, and then I did end up getting like a um, a regular agent later. Um, I see. But yeah, that's how everything happens. Just like somebody knows you, somebody says your name, you know, whatever. Okay. I actually want to like, I'm now very curious. I've always been very curious about like this time in your life and how mm. all of that looked because mm. um, I, I kind of want to go down this rabbit hole with you if you feel like it of like sure dude different projects that just stand out in your mind that you did because I do oh remember god. oh my god and I don't know like what years this was but maybe you'd uh, like you'd be able to tell us um you had this uh like online tv yeah, series web series I knew exactly web what you series that's say. what those are called yeah yeah and I was like a fan oh like I was going back <laughs> And like watching it, you promoted Wait. it on your Facebook or Instagram there or something. There was so at the much time. promotion. That's why everyone remembers it. We were doing the promotion so hard because they were doing a Kickstarter with all this funding, and it was like, it was a. I remember being like, "This is a lot of promotion." Which promoting, even right now, promoting my YouTube channel, it's so painful to me. I actually, for the first yeah. time this week, I was like, "What if I post a video on YouTube and don't share about it on Instagram? Will still people still watch?" Because um, I hate sharing about my stuff so much. And people watch just the same without me announcing it. So I'm no longer. Interesting. I think I'm no longer going to talk about YouTube videos even on my own Instagram. Yeah. At this point, you have that like built in YouTube yeah. following. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. People are subscribed and they'll see when it comes up. That's the nice thing about YouTube. It's like people who watch YouTube are on there, there. regularly. Yeah. They're there. So they're going to see your new stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the most. I think by far like the most difficult thing for me in acting though, because the whole thing is self-promotion. The whole thing is selling yourself, selling yourself to, like pitching yourself to 
directors to other actors to writers to agents to casting directors you're just like you have to get up all the time and like tell them why you're the best and like if you've listened to the podcast for a single episode that's not something I'm comfortable doing even though listen I also am full of myself I also have a huge ego in certain areas but the and and I also don't and like the Mm self-promotion it was like nearly impossible for me and that's like it's so important in that career it was really tough yeah you know what you are really good at though is like you're really good at at least selling other people like I'm always so impressed with your ads on YouTube I was really impressed with your video with Elizabeth about her book and like a book that even though I respect and admire Elizabeth I know she's so smart and would write an amazing book and you know all the things that I know about her and this project she's worked on I also was like I'm not a big reader I don't really know anything about Shakespeare stuff I don't really know that this is going to be for me And then the video that you did with her and the way that you guys talked about it really brought it to life. And that's just one example. I feel that way in like every ad that you do. Oh, my gosh. So you're good at that. That's so nice. I don't know. If you could translate that to talking about yourself, like imagine. That's hilarious. Wow. That's funny. I I actually do feel like I'm good at that. I I wouldn't have thought of the ads, but I feel like I'm good at selling other people. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I can like genuinely get excited about why somebody else is great, but it does it does stop when it comes to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But I mean, also probably years of like, yeah, acting getting you down or whatever. But that oh, web series. So You watch the web series? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I watched the web series. That's so because funny. I mean, I was like I really liked the concept of web series at the time like they were really big I feel like that's when Broad City totally. translated from a web series Everybody to a TV was show like, you have to make a web series you have to make a web yeah. series yeah and as someone who like was a lurker of comedy and YouTube and like creators online and creators like in the world I don't know I was like amazed that you were doing that and the promotion mm. made it seem like so legit and I had no idea as somebody removed from it whether it was actually legit or not. So I just bought it. I was like, this oh, must be so legit. Cute. Caroline has like a Caroline has a legit web series. Like this is a big deal. So it was, I was it was a it. legit web series. It was like a legit production. Um they were trying to get it picked up somewhere and I don't think it ever I think that's where it died. It like didn't get picked up. But it was like a legitimate production with really talented producers and stuff and it was um it was mostly improvised. It was like a comedic web series. Okay. It was actually one of my favorite projects I'd done. I feel like I don't feel very proud of almost anything I did in acting. It's like terrible scripts and like terrible characters. And like I actually would end up writing um, like in theater school. I had a hard, such a hard time finding monologues that I liked um, in order to do auditions. You always have to have monologues. And I would just I just started writing my own. I was like, I can write a fucking mm. better monologue than this um, for like <laughs> what I wanted to do. There were so few comedic young female comedic like it's just not a huge thing um and I started writing my own monologues but I would never that was not really kosher you couldn't tell agents or people you're auditioning for that you'd wrote it written it yourself but the web series was one thing that I really loved because it was largely improvised so it was like a lot of improv um improv actors and comedians and I don't know it was a fun one yeah um did you get it 
through like your agent or did you know the people creating it or like how did it start I auditioned for that I didn't have an agent then um there are a lot of different websites you just like see auditions on and you just show up and um did a bunch of auditions and it was like they were like improv based auditions we do like improv scenes and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um wow this is turning into an interview of you (laughs) just because I'm like (laughs) I'm so interested because I was also thinking about this in our time apart. Um, in our time apart, God, we've been long distance. I know. <laughs> I was apart. thinking about thinking about you and your life story and where you're headed. It's so <laughs> All the weird. amazing places you're headed. It's really weird. And it is. It is weird, but it's it's like I don't know. I'm I'm heavily invested, obviously. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was watching. Oh, like a YouTube interview came up of Liza Koshy, who, are yep. you familiar with her? Yeah, I was going to be on a show with her. Really? The YouTube show? Or which show? I was I was cast on a show. It's like a Roku show recently where they wanted a YouTube designer and then a host, which was going to be Liza Koshy. I've never met her or talked to her. Whoa. But I just didn't end up taking it. But she's really cool. Yeah, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. And that's so cool because I think she was talking about maybe she was even doing some promotion for that show. And that's why she's like Mm. on this press tour right now. But she had this whole interview with a, I think, like a YouTube podcaster. I don't know his name. Um, But she was talking about like her career and how all of her YouTube videos were actually they looked improvisational and looked like she was just coming up with these like jokes on the spot but really Uh it was like days of writing and scripting Mm. spent on creating these like fast-paced jokes um which to me makes sense but I probably a lot of people would be surprised to hear that if they've watched her content and then more recently she's like kind of moved away from YouTube and she's been doing a lot more like traditional acting and hosting gigs on TV and stuff like that and it made me think about you. So that's that's what all of this fuck? to say it made me think about you. I was like, that's, Caroline's going to be fuck? interviewed by this guy in like two years. <laughs> Don't. My ego, listen, my ego doesn't need to hear you say that. I will take it and run with it. It's very, very dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to stroke it. Um, anyway, <laughs> how did we get here? And where should we go I next? don't know. I have something really important to say. Okay. That has nothing to do with me talking more about myself. Actually, that's not true. This is total. I'm going to continue talking about myself for the rest Please of this do. episode and for the entire podcast. What else are you going to talk about? It's what only you. About? You're going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about me. Sometimes it's going to collide, and other times, whatever. Okay, yeah, go on. Okay, sometimes they'll smush together. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I thought of a. I was thinking about cartoon crushes, and I thought of a new, an update to cartoon crushes, a cartoon crush, and I. Okay, so did you ever see, did you ever like the Aristocats? Absolutely. Okay, so good. I do, let me say this. First of all, okay, I'm, it's not because it's a cat. It's not. It is because really it's the a cat. Thing, the, thing is, the thing is not cats for me. The thing is not cats for me. I don't know, I don't know how exactly to prove that I'm actually not sexually attracted to cats. Maybe I can't prove it. You can't but, anymore. <laughs> I can prove the, that the, you are. So that's. <laughs> The main cat, though, was his name just Tom? Yeah, that sounds right. I think some people sent that in. Oh! It's like, I've heard this. I missed that. 
No, he was he. That cat can get it. He can yeah. fuck. Okay, wait. I need yeah, to that see. Yeah, cat fucks. <laughs> I need to see. I need to Google Tom Aristocat. Do you remember? Real quick. Do you not remember? I loved that movie, but I can't remember. Clearly, I didn't feel a sexual attraction to him because I can't Tom remember his O'Malley. face Tom or O'Malley. figure. Tom O'Malley. That's a fucking masculine ass cat. Oh, this guy. <laughs> oh, he's a fucker. Yeah. That okay. Fucking. I have so many things to say on this topic. So, oh my God! Thank you for just proving that you are sexually attracted to cats. I was about to say he has a hot body, but <laughs> that's a, that would be a crazy thing to say about a cat, right? That would okay, be a crazy thing to say. my friends were talking about the movie Cats that was like based no, on the musical. Shut the fuck up. Shut okay, fuck which up. I know I haven't seen. I know it got like thrown in the trash in terms of critics. Um, Is somebody about to say that someone dressed as a cat was hot? Listen. They were talking about this movie and they said Idris. And I was like, I'm sorry, is Idris Elba in Cats? How did I not know that? And they were right. like, yes, of course he is. And I was like, that's a cat oh. that I could fuck. <laughs> and then I was like, Caroline's like dream makes sense. Why are we talking? Why are cats, hot cats, the theme of the summer? <laughs> well, let me tell you what. Let me tell you fucking what. First of all, Googling Idris Elba cat, and he just looks fucking like Beelzebub or something. That is scary. That is not <laughs> nice look, to me. That Idris is fucking Elba upsetting. Cat. That is the devil incarnate. Um, oh, I don't like but that. I don't like that. I don't like that. No. I think what's fun about a cat um, is that, like any hot man, <laughs> sorry, they're, that, they're just, a, that just had to land in my head for a second. What's fun about <gasps> a cat? Long pause. <laughs> is that I think like any hot dude, they're like a little bit withholding. Sure. You you they're hard to read. Um, they're not giving it out. You know, left and right. You got to work for it. Mm-hmm. And tails, I guess, is my last <laughs> point. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. That part's a joke. That part's a joke. That part's a joke. Or maybe uh, no, it's I, not. You'll never know. I totally agree. Cats are, you know, that's the whole thing, unlike dogs. It's like dogs are man's best friend and they like run to the door when you get home and whatever. Cats don't give a shit about you and you have right, to work for it. That's what I like. And yeah, they'll like drip like. in and out of your life. So, yeah, oh, I do understand. Don't say drip to me in this moment. No, that's good. <laughs> I've heard it said, like, dogs love people, cats love you. Um, mm. Like, they're, you know, it really is true. Like, if you, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like so many dogs I know who do love their owners, if I just, like, picked them up and carried away, they'd be like, cool, new life, new right. life with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she No loyalty, <laughs> even though they're supposed to be, like, a loyal animal, but it's not. They're just... They're just blindly loyal. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there are exceptions. Don't fucking write into me about how your dog loves only you. I don't care. Like, <laughs> obviously, I understand the concept. Please don't write into me about this shit. But, um, but yeah, cats can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Conclusion. Um, I have, okay, there's like three things that have happened in the last week that are relevant to this. So I'm just deciding where to go next. Wow. First okay, of all, yeah. when, when it comes to like the withholding man and wanting to be the only one that they love, could not agree more. That's like, that's okay. just everything to me. Yesterday, okay. my friends took me to a pottery painting place for my birthday. And there's a whole backstory. I Erotic, yeah. Thank you, yeah. I broke a, I broke this bowl that I made when I was in the fifth grade that it's like my favorite bowl ever. And they took me to Aww. repaint one. And it was cute of them. And we had an appointment for this place. 
and my friend Angela was like stressed because we were running late to the appointment and she had read online that the guy that runs the place is really mean. And so she was like, we can't be late because apparently the guy's mean. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, no. I'm what? So (laughs) we get to the place. (laughs) He's like perfectly fine to us. He's not mad that we're late. We start painting. And then over the course of like the two hours that we're there, I keep like every time I go up to get a new color, I just like stop by the table he's sitting at. And I'm like, yeah, so my friends brought me here because of this. And I just start like chatting him up. Or I'm like, oh, like, I really want to do, like, dots. Can you teach me? Are you like, trying to provoke to him? Th- like, what are you trying to do? Are you flirting? Are you provoking? No, I wasn't you, flirting. He's, like, this old man. I have a boy. Like, there's, for many reasons, I was not flirting. Yeah, I just yeah, realized, yeah. I was just, like, being friendly and just kind of, like, in the element of, like, it's my birthday and my bre- friends brought me here and I'm going to yeah, just, like, yeah. be chatty with people. But then okay. when we left the store, I was like, guys... I now reflect on like the last two hours and I was just trying to win that man over after you said yeah. that he was apparently mean to everyone else. Like I needed to be the person that he was nice to and and he was. Yeah. We got each yeah, other. Yeah, we're, we're so weak. Oh, he did. He was nice too. He was laughing at my jokes. I mean, laughing's a strong word, but he was like <laughs> smirking at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing his head back laughing. He was telling you to shut up, Jess. <laughs> He liked it. He liked it. No, it's not. How could he not like it? A sweet little birthday Jess painting pottery, trying to make small talk up at the front desk. I want to kill you. You're yeah, so cute. it was cute. Yeah. Um, the other thing okay. is that last week I went to a comedy show and it was like eight different comics, like 15 minutes each or something. And this one girl comes on and she's like in the middle of her set and she's like, did anyone's sexual awakening start with a cartoon? And of course, I'm like, absolutely. I clap. A few others in the room clap. Okay, and everyone who's not clapping is a fucking liar, liar. first of all. So some, so some of you, yes, and the rest of you, liars. Cool, got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, okay, would you mind sharing like who yours was? And she called on a couple people. She didn't call on me. Um, but obviously in my Big head, mistake. Max Goof. Right. She goes on. Somebody (laughs) says like Aladdin. Okay, that's classic. I do agree. But like, you know, didn't it wasn't like the epitome for me. Um, Somebody said whoever. I don't know. They said like relatively normal answers. And then she goes, the comedian goes, has anyone seen a goofy movie? And I screamed. Shut the fuck up. I screamed. And she was like, what? What? And I was like, Max Goof was mine, too. And I totally like ruined her her bit. (laughs) But imagine if she had called on me earlier. Anyway, it was it was a wild moment for me. And then the rest of the time, I felt like everyone in that room was just conscious of like, that girl thinks Max Goof is hot. Like me (laughs) sitting in the audience and the rest of the audience. I just felt this like aura around me of like everyone's looking at me and knows that I'm attracted to Max Goof now. Was it good or like did you feel powerful? I I felt like the center of attention even if I wasn't just like in my head I was and I like that so. I I get that yeah. Yeah. These are just some of the things that have happened to me over the last couple Max Goof is a dog. Let me just point out Max Goof (laughs) is a dog. Max Goof is a dog. You're so right. So you like cats and I like dogs. Yeah. Only sexually. Only. Neither of us. Only sexually. <laughs> Won't. Shan't <Yeah>. be. <laughs> I don't need you to just like be in my home. It's purely physical. P- purely carnal. Oh, fuck. 
fucker get out. Um, have you ever seen the documentary Zoo? No. What okay. is that? Well, tell me about oh, it. Oh, you know, it's um, it's a documentary about um, what are they called? Like zoophiles or like people who like to have sex with animals? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like it gets pretty dark. I would say. But, but I think the title's kind of fun. It's just called Zoo. Yeah, it's like this gang of men. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me look it up. There's a lot of kids who are like playing that on their parents' Netflix and not. <laughs> can you can you just Google image Zoo documentary so you can see what the movie poster is? Yeah, please. Give me a sec. Tell the people what the movie poster is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people. It's a, it's a, oh my God. It's the profile of a horse, I think. Yes. And in the horse's eye, you can see the reflection of a naked man. (laughs) Isn't that what this is? Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like a little bit of a really veiny horse's head to be clear the title of this documentary yeah it's so veiny to be clear the documentary is called zoo in quotes yeah that is interesting i don't know what that is i guess maybe that's how they self-identify zoo is a 2007 american documentary film based on the life and death of kenneth pinion an american man who died of peritonitis due to perforation of the Okay, this is a different podcast for a moment, but due to perforation <laughs> of the colon after engaging in receptive anal sex with a horse. Um, yeah, it's a lot of first-person testimony. And it's like, it's a it's a group of men. It's all men who like kind of ended up in this club together where they would like hang out and like get zoo together, like with their horses. Right. And, um, and they like, they express feeling that they loved, they were like in love with the horses. Like these were yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. There was a story of a man a few years ago who fell in love with a dolphin sure. and made love to this dolphin. And like, that's how he described it. Like they were making love and like she, it was consensual. Right. They sure. had built this relationship over time. And one day she like pushed him to the ground of the ocean floor and they like made Interesting. love. So yeah. here's the thing that's maybe plausible there is that pe- dolphins have a, what is called a prehensile penis, which can wrap around you like a monkey tail. You know and too much so about this. Are, okay. <laughs> they are known to occasionally um, drown and rape humans. It's they're wow. in caves. They're called dolphin rape caves. I mean, not like geographically, just like in, when you're talking. Like, <laughs> the topography is called a dolphin, a dolphin rape cave. Um, but there are, yeah, there's, anyway, I don't, I don't need to go on, but. Um, I had a feeling when we started recording. The dolphin could have been making choices there. Yeah, 100%. I knew that this was going to go this way. I just knew when we sat down. I was like, we're going to talk about something great and terrible. <laughs> when I said we were feeling grounded and centered, apparently this is what when I reach nirvana and enlightened state, <laughs> it's just telling you the different facts I know about dolphin penises. Don't get me started on ducks, please. There's no time. Okay. Whoa. Going to table that. Going to write that down yeah. for another day. One word. One word. One word. Corkscrew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know when your friend starts dating a new guy? Is it me? And no. 
Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't talk shit to my face. Maybe okay, this would. See. I can't really remember if this happened, but maybe. Um, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Th- uh, anyway. Your friends are what if you just started guy? cryptically telling a story with a really derogatory take on a friend and it was obviously me? You know when you host and she has a podcast with someone and she's just being a bitch the whole time? You know what that's like? I don't know if you really... You guys know? You know? It's yeah. like, it's niche, but it's an experience. Um, yeah. No, you know when, you, when a friend starts dating someone new and they show you a picture of the guy and... Oh or the person. And... You're like, oh, they're cute or whatever. You say something to affirm it because that's what you do. You have to fill the air. But sometimes I feel like they want more. Uh And I'm like, do you want me to be like, oh, yeah, like I'd fuck him. Like, what do you want me to say? You're dating this guy. And they like hold the phone and they're like, look, look, look. And it's like, yeah, he's That's cute. so funny. I I don't feel like I can say more than that. And I don't think you should want me to. Oh, I want to split him open. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're going to marry him? I bet that cock is sweet to me. Right. Yeah, totally. All you can say is, oh, he's cute. Oh, he looks sweet. Oh, yeah. Like, right. You just nice have to say smile. things like that. And I just feel like it's never enough. And that's so funny. I won't cross yeah. that line. I won't give them yeah. what they want. I won't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I just start doing it. I'm like, he's this. I'll tell you what he is. He's yeah. this and he's that. That's better. Um, it's your yeah. job to. That's do true. It. It's my job. You know, it's my job. Yeah. Um, that would be a fun thing to say. You show someone a picture of your new boyfriend and say, "It's my job to fuck him. It's my job. Mine. 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 My turn. Do you know that office um, reference? I quote that all the time. No. Um, what is that? They're playing a game. And I don't, or I don't even remember what like the scene is, but Michael just goes, my, my, my turn. And he's like, my, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they're like, they're like, um, rapping or something. Oh, maybe. Or something. I can't remember. Yeah. I say it always. Cute. I've been trying to think of interesting things to say on this mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> I've really been trying. I've really been trying. And I was like, I really feel like I need to come to the podcast with something that's like not a complaint and not a pet peeve. People are going to get sick of this. Like I need to come with like something I've learned recently that I think is cool. Uh, actually, and to which I will say, I think I just shared some very um, important facts about dolphin penises. So I, I think I'm done. Learnings. But yeah. other than that, I'm like, I'm not really interested in anything right now. I don't think anything is cool. I'm not, um, I'm like brain dead. I'm, I'm just not super engaged with the world at this moment. Um, so I don't think I've, I don't think I have anything cool to talk about and be like, wow, isn't this wonderful? But I did think of something that disgusts me. Perfect. That is more (laughs) relatable, I would say. (laughs) Okay. I was, um, this occurred to me while I was standing in the customs line coming back from the trip that I just got back from. I was in Italy with my sister and dear friend Priyanka. Um, the flight situation was a whole it was this honestly the trip was great. The only fiasco was the flights because I somehow misread my ticket by an entire day and I missed my flight there by an entire day. Yeah. Um, and then what I didn't find out to the last day was that 
when I missed the initial flight, they also canceled my return flight, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me because I feel like people sometimes miss their flights. Um, But it was like, it was a mess. Great trip. Mess in the beginning. Mess at the end. And, um, you know, whatever. It all worked out. Got home. And at the end of the trip, I was standing in the custom line to re-enter the States. And, like, it was a really long customs line. It wasn't going very quickly, whatever. But, like, you know, what are you going to do? part of it. Powerless. Like, there's no one to complain to. You can't change it. Okay, it sucks. Like, maybe the system could be better, but it's not. And you're there. Shut up. Like, I'm in the line. I'm not ever going to complain about – I feel like I don't really – I don't even genuinely understand complaining about things that you can't change. If you Mm -hmm. can't change it, move the fuck on. And – um. The customs line being long, late at night, after an overseas flight, truly didn't bother me. What fucking drove me up the wall was, like, I had AirPods in, but I could see the people in the line, like, next to me, you know, it loops around, were, they were strangers, they didn't know each other, but they had, like, started commiserating together Mm. about how long the wait was, and they were, like, Kind of like, kind of laughing and joking, although nothing's really funny and just like talking about like, yeah, like, look, they only got three customs agents open up there. Like, I could do this system better. And <laughs> like laughing. What are you even laughing at? You guys sound like idiots. And like doing this kind of faux camaraderie thing. Um, just to get and through. Kind of, kind <laughs> of jerking off on each other with their venting, mostly because they actually have nowhere to go and nothing to complain to and no one will listen to so they're just like doing it all over each other's bodies and then acting like they're friends and like exchanging past stories they had about past custom lines and kind of laughing but also they're just like it just is like a weird like jerk off to me and and I think they feel like high and mighty because you guys are like I don't even know first of all you couldn't run this customs you know center better than they are you're obviously idiots and i feel like they feel like high on their horse of like stranger camaraderie but they're just using each other to complain to have somewhere to the complain whereas everyone else in line is like politely keeping their complaints to themselves and i just hated it it made me i nothing the customs line didn't bother me but watching these three idiot strangers bond over complaining about the customs line and like shake their heads at each other and like fake laugh to each other. I I could I could have killed them all. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? This like faux camaraderie thing. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think that there's an element of it where like those people felt like they were the cool kids in the customs line. Like all of yeah. a sudden we've formed yeah. this little cool kid clique, and like we're friends, but nobody else is talking to each other, and we like. We have something yes. to say about this and we have a way we of doing it know. that would be better. And we're laughing. And now all of a sudden the customs line is a fun place to be because there's there's hierarchy and we're cool and we're talking to each other. And you're just yeah. over there still being depressed that you're in this long line. But we are solving it because we're circle jerking, you know, like I totally know what you mean. Yes. They're <laughs> obviously the most upset people. Yeah. I feel like they like can't keep it together. They're the most upset, but then they're putting on this performance like they're making light of it the best. As something about it just drove me fucking insane. Yeah. I was like, first of all, each one of you would stab each other in the neck without a second <laughs> thought if somebody was like, first person to stab someone else gets to go through the customs line next. Like, stab, boom, done. You would turn on your brand new friend so fucking fast. Yes. Um... I hate you. I hate you. Yes. I had so many 
hiccups in my travels as well not not to the degree of yours but like I on my way back I woke up to a text that morning that I was supposed to fly from London to Chicago that my flight had been canceled and I had to like scramble to figure out what to do and then on the way in I flew Chicago to Milan and then connected from Milan to Athens and again like chaotic once you're in Europe and not in like London but in like the Mediterranean. Yeah, London's like faux Europe. Yeah, it's like that's Fake basically Europe. America with yeah. British accents. Once you're in like deep Europe, <laughs> like the way that lines work, they don't work. There aren't lines. No, like it's no. like a cluster of people who all think that they should be getting on first, but none of them actually like paid to get on first. And it just was like a nightmare in these airports. And I was just looking around like this would not fly at home. And I mean, there's so many things about Europe and the way they do things that are better than the way that we do things. But this is one way where I was like, I miss America. We and- do lines good style. Literally in the cu- <laughs> in the customs line um, entering Italy, there two people, two individuals, like again, long customs lines, two individuals thought it's a single file line, right? It snakes around like it always does. Single file line. It is very clear who is in front of who. Mm-hmm. And two different individuals thought they could just tip toe up and slowly sidle up in front of me. It was so fucking wild. And listen, I'm I'm not having it. I was like, I turned to this woman who kept several different times. She kept trying to like sneak up in front of me and cut me off. And I turned to her, I said, ma'am, this is a line. <sighs> and she was like, oh, 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 as if you fucking didn't know. I, I'm like, it, it blew, it, the, the boldness of like, my time is more important than yours that I get to just step in front of you and you fucking won't notice. I mean, pop her head off like a Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. I almost lost Speaking it. of the Barbie movie, yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the promo is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Um, Why? What is going on? What oh, is it? Is it? Is it just everyone of their... I feel like it's a bunch of small businesses of their own volition doing Barbie-themed stuff, right? Um... Or is there some like grassroots like boots on the ground marketing going on? That's what I think. I think that they, Mattel, who like produces Barbie, has their hands in everything. And I just think, I think all of this was orchestrated. I mean, for somebody who's in marketing, it's like a very fascinating study of like how much they've infiltrated literally like neighborhood literally like coffee how, shops even. and stuff i don't like, understand i know yeah, they were they had like a barbie themed i walked into a bar in dc the other day that was like did not really seem like it should be hopping on the barbie train and they were doing a barbie theme and it was just confusing i mean i'm sure some of it is maybe some of it is like people just being excited or wanting to like bring legitimacy to or an event to their um space even if they aren't officially sponsored by barbie but there are also a lot of officially sponsored events probably in like mass markets where they have where they know that they have like their target audience or whatever um i think it's interesting but anyway going back to the travel thing yeah i realized and i kind of realize it every single time that i travel abroad or like just more than a five-hour flight or something um the worst, like, 
you enjoy your trip more because of the trauma that you were just put through by the travel. Like you have to go through hell to get to the place that you're trying to go to. I feel like I know so many people who can't make the transition then. They're so rattled by how bad the travel was. That's true. But you did. It's like a little bit of trauma up top. I mean, to me, it's not worth it. It is literally like I do not crave travel. I do not dream about travel because I feel like more and more so these days, like, I mean, what whatever happened on my trip, like, obviously I fucked that up. And I it still wasn't that bad. Like, that doesn't really knock me. But um, my sister had a terrible time traveling and way more complications. And it's just not rare. It's like every fifth flight you take, something atrocious happens these days. If it's just me and I was just traveling, I, like, met up with people once I got there. But my flights and stuff were just me alone. I'm able to kind of, like, you know focus and like shut off my emotions and just be like okay I'm gonna get through this but I've been in travel situations with people who have travel anxiety my sister kind of like experiences that a lot of the time you're worrying about them I worry about yeah I worry about them in these situations and then there's also just annoying things like um I feel like in America over the last couple of years it became like a Instagram like social media the internet blew up the people who stand up into the aisle right when the flight lands oh and so it stopped happening in the states like for the most part you fly domestically and nobody's standing up until it's their aisle's turn to to get off the plane funny i didn't notice the switch that's see people say social media is bad if it's if it stops people (laughs) from standing up in the aisle too soon social media has done its job totally it embarrasses i mean we are just so susceptible i think in our culture to like being embarrassed and not wanting to be that person not wanting to be a karen like that whole culture and it just doesn't exist there and i i've never really been that bothered by that stuff but then once i noticed like the change between here and there i was like oh i'm furious now and people were standing up in aisles oh yeah i mean like everybody it's like ruthless i felt like it was ruthless getting on and off wow. planes um on all my trips in europe and like i don't know there's so many ways i could pick it apart, i always want to be like the way that people fight to get to board the plane i'm like do y'all know we all gonna live at the same time we all gonna leave the plane gonna take off at the same time no matter what and your seat is assigned yep. your seat is assigned and we're all gonna leave at the same time why why are you doing it and then the plane lands at the end of the flight and those fuckers clap we still haven't really <sighs> expunged them from society those fuckers clap and it's this attitude again. It's this like faux camaraderie. Like we're all in this together. I'm like, I just saw you push a three-year-old over <laughs> like two hours ago to board the plane a couple minutes before. Right. Don't act, don't act like you're fucking all for the community, you fuck. I mean, there are so many things like that where even when I'm driving and there's a lot of traffic and people are cutting each other off and whatever, it's like we're both at the end of the day, like I need that exit because that's where I live. And you also need that exit because that's where you're going. And like, whether I get in front of you or behind you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get over there. And like, we don't need to be. I don't know. It's so weird how people get so. um, I mean, like, ego is wrapped up in everything, I guess, and just like the rage that comes with driving, traveling. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm susceptible in a way. Like, I try to shut off and just like get through it when I'm traveling. But at the same time, I am. Because I shut off, I become like 
a meaner shell of myself when I'm in airports, when I'm on airplanes. Like You're I've in survival notoriously mode. talked about how I don't want to talk to people next to me on the plane. Like I'm in survival mode. I'm just like yeah. AirPods in, tunnel vision. Like I'm right. not I'm not messing with any of this. And so I'm not doing any of the like worst things that you see in airports, but I'm also uh-huh. not being like a pleasant not doing the person. Best. Yeah. Not doing the best things. Yeah. Um, to me, you also just described that is the exact reason when people are like, why are New Yorkers so unfriendly? Why are mm. New Yorkers so gruff? For the exact reason you just described. They're basically, I feel like living in New York is kind of the same experience as like traveling through the airport nonstop. Like there's people everywhere. You have to fight to survive. You're being bombarded. Like you don't know if you're going to get anywhere on time. You don't know if things are working. It's like survival of the fittest. Put the AirPods in. Try to survive. You, you don't have time to help people. Step over the dead bodies. Like it's, I feel like that's the your description of that is the exact totally exact same as how I felt like living in New York. Did that like get to you or did you accept and understand it? Like did you participate? Oh, you I totally participate. You you kind of have to. It just makes sense. I think I don't think it's really a personality type for most people unless you're like a really weird eccentric exception of a personality who loves being bombarded by <laughs> sounds and noise and performers and interruptions all day long like most people don't like that you start to shut down you just can't you just can't acknowledge all these interactions throughout the day you wouldn't get anywhere so um I think it's yeah you just become that I agree and I'm pretty on board with like I don't fault anyone for having that type of mindset I take on that type of mindset sometimes like it just is what it is in certain environments but I do feel like when you put it in the New York context and how people will be like, oh, New Yorkers are so mean. Like, that is a trope that is perpetuated. And you'll hear people, like, in the Midwest, we all think we're so friendly here in Chicago compared to New York. And then on the West Coast, they think that they're even better, you know. And I think it's it's as silly as saying, like, people who travel on airplanes are so mean. It's a context. Yeah. It's a, it's a very extreme context. Yeah, good point. Truly. Yeah, it, like, raises you. You get used to that. Um, I like it. I miss it sometimes. You like it? What do you what do you miss? Traveling? Well, no, the like the East Coast intensity and like the New York oh. like gruffness. Like, yeah, I, I'm I've never been fully that person. Like, I've always been a very friendly like I don't know, just like a friendly person as I move through the world. I, I'm not fully that person, but at the same time, I have it in me, and I turn mm. it on when I need to. And I like that about myself. And when I moved, and it makes sense to me. It's not only that I like that. It's like it makes sense to me and everything that you just described, like, makes sense. There's a reason for it. I don't think it's like a bad quality to be able to turn on and off. And when I moved here and people just have this, like, ease about them, they say hi in the elevator, Mm, say hi when they're walking past each other on the sidewalk. That was so unfamiliar to me. And, like, Yes, I can at face value look at it and be like, that's nice. Like, that's a friendly, nice, pleasant thing. But I also was very thrown off about it. Like, what do you want from me? Like, my attitude growing up on the East Coast and I've spent a lot of time in New York. I I think that D.C. has its own, like, intensity and people are very, like, corporate and business minded. Where do you work? What do you do? Exactly. So I, like, I come from that. And then to be here and and have to adjust – was like a weird thing and it's one of the reasons as weird as small as it sounds 
it does like infiltrate the culture and environment around you. And it is one of the reasons that I could never see myself living on the West Coast because I spent time in California, like driving down the coast Um, a couple years ago. I spent like two or three weeks on my own doing that. And it was super fun. And I love visiting there. And it's beautiful. But I just was like, it's missing that. Like the people don't have that. And I... It, like, doesn't make sense to me. Like, I can't – I don't think I could year-round live somewhere where the people don't have that, like, city – Drive and City everything. drive of, like, yeah. I have to get where I'm going, and so I'm not going to, like, stop and have pleasantries with every single person that I pass. And it doesn't make me an asshole. It just makes me, like, a person living my life, you yeah. know? Yeah. I do think it's, like, a particularly, like, American and especially, like – east coast whatever intensity which is not good listen like i'm i'm in a cult i'm in the american cult of yeah. like do 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 go it's not good but it's what's i'm it's what i'm familiar with totally yeah. it's what i'm familiar with and i actually don't really want it to change like there's a lot of things that are in my comfort zone and things i've become familiar with that i would rather be different and i like work on improving you know mm-hmm. and this is one of those things that i'm like i actually like it this way so <laughs> Yeah, I don't it, feel it like I need so to change good. anything. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts so good. This is a listener submission for hot takes. Okay. Microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're the best person. That already makes me laugh. That's so funny. Um, I don't have a hot take, but like, thanks for writing I, that and making me chuckle. Yeah, uh, the implication that it's controversial at all. Um, <laughs> I say, I say, keep them. Okay. I say, keep them. Um, like them, use them, and um, <laughs> that's literally. I'm. I'm. What else could one possibly that's say? The end of your. I'll say this. I almost never use my microwave anymore after getting an air fryer. Interesting. Would recommend an air fryer for your reheating of food needs. Oh, yeah. It's probably way better. It's so good. Um, okay. But like nothing against microwaves. I don't know. I, like I, I was wondering if this person thought there's something. I don't even know if it's true, but there was like a rumor <laughs> or like something going <laughs> around a few years ago. Microwave like if gossip. you stand in front of the microwave, yeah, like the the rays are bad for you. I don't know about science. I think there was a rumor in like the fifties. Oh, you mean, really? What do you mean recently? Yeah, that I think that was, or maybe it was true back then. I feel like people were still something. perpetuating it because in the fifties they didn't have social media, so now people. Have I don't to think bring they had back. microwaves either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did they have Instagram in the fifties? I'm not sure. I, they had Instagram, but they didn't have microwaves, so it was probably like the 60s. Yeah. It's been so long. It's been so long since the 50s. Right. Like, oh, it's, it's been, been so like long. more, it's been like a bunch of years. Yeah. It's been so long with Instagram. One time in a YouTube video, um, I was like, refer- I was talking to my brother and I was referencing some date and he was like, he re- I think we were talking about a couch that we had, my parents had. And I was like, when did we get that couch? And he was like, 1997, I think. And I was like, oh, my God, like, how long ago was that? And we both, like, sat and tried to do math together. And I was like, Ugh, that's at least 10 years ago. And, <laughs> and like, that's a funny joke. That's a funny fucking joke, obviously. It was like a deadpan joke. And so many people commented, and they're like, you think that was 10 years ago? You're bad at math. Like, I can't. <laughs> you don't even deserve my jokes. 
yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Like when you're when you're consuming content from just normal people, which by the way, like every person is just like a normal person that you could meet on the street. But okay. if, when you're consuming content that's like not scripted, and even if it is scripted, I don't know. All I'm saying is treat it like this is just a person. This is a friend. You're in the room with Caroline and her brother and you're joking around. And if your friend said that, you wouldn't be like, you think it's 10 years ago? You would be like, oh, this is my friend who I know is funny and has a sense of humor and makes jokes. And so I know that she and I also know she's smart. Sure. But you know what? But there but there also end up being a lot of people in that room, in that virtual room who wouldn't get me in person either. Like, this is Mm. what I think all the time. Usually, I'm about to say something intense. This is real. But, like, usually when I get um, a really disapproving comment about my potty mouth or about what I'm wearing or about my humor or you're such a pretty girl, if only you cleaned up your ad, whatever it is. Mm. And it's, like, something my mom would say. Like, my mom um, loves me. My mom totally loves me, but she doesn't really get me. Mm. My mom doesn't really get me. I don't know if you, like, relate to that. My, I would yeah. say... My dad gets me. Um, my mom, she, she, I swear, she, I, she does love me. She chooses to love me, but she doesn't understand why. Um, she kind, of, I mean, on to, on some level, she doesn't understand why people like certain things about me Hmm. she doesn't really get it interesting yeah so I'm always like eh it's just my mom my mom got into the room like it's like there are people who just don't fucking get you yeah and sometimes they're your mom (sighs) no that's true (laughs) well that's true I feel like yes sometimes there are people who don't get you but I also feel like people look at like specifically in the world of content online like people are looking People, you go to content for like a break from your day, for entertainment, for, for like company, company, for comfort, to feel like you're not alone. And that should be enough in a way. But what ends up happening is like those are all feelings that are really, really critical to feel. And so people put a lot of expectation on it of like, I need to feel company. I need to feel entertained. I need to feel not alone, and I need to feel that in exactly the way that I need it. You know, like, in exactly the way that I would do it. Well, they want someone to validate what they already feel. And, and exactly. Not, not Actually, I think most people don't need that, but people who but comment people nasty do. things yes. are a self-selecting group of people. They're, I was just talking to a YouTube friend about this, about how, I mean, when you, when you watch a video or some, see something on Instagram and you love it, you're way less likely to comment than if you hate it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a self-selecting group of people that you hear. There's so many more people who, you know, just feel fine about whatever they just saw, and they'll never see a comment about it. It's the same thing with, like, Yelp reviews for restaurants or hotels or anything like that. It's like... Do you review anything? Do you review anything, like, in a committed way? Yeah. No. Um... No, the most I'll do is like, I mean, my boyfriend's in the restaurant industry and just opened a, a place and I like help him promote that, you know, like I want to support his projects. I try to support local businesses that I frequent and that I like and where I have like where I know people who are like working on these projects and stuff, but I don't ever go and write a review 
definitely not a negative review, but I think that's because I have people close to me who are in that industry and who are on the receiving end of like negative reviews and also people like us who are in content creation and are on the receiving end of negative reviews where like it would only occur to me to not review at all or leave a, a positive review. But that being said, the majority of people, it's actually the opposite. Like, this is known about yeah. those review sites. It's that. I just don't understand. I don't understand ever wanting to. I don't really care what they did to you unless they, like, assaulted you. I don't understand wanting to put someone else's job in danger. Right. The fuck? Don't go back to the fucking restaurant. Exactly. Unless exactly. they're, like, doing harm to the public. Like, I do not understand even if it's completely legitimate, they fucking spat in your face. Like at the end of dessert, I still don't really understand wanting to take their job away. Yeah, just don't go back. Like, and yeah, it's the same with content. Don't watch it again. You don't have. You don't have to ever listen yeah. to this podcast again. You don't ever have to listen to Caroline's. You watch do Caroline's have to review. YouTube. Speaking of reviews, you do have to review it. You do, but only if it's a good review. It's hard to explain the difference, but you do. It is morally important for you to review this podcast <laughs> and for you to leave a positive review. I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm not going to fucking do it. You're right, but you know what has happened like twice? What? I've noticed that when we ask people to review, like there is, a, we appreciate you guys that there, oh, no. when we what ask you to review, you go and review. But some, one person in every 10 that, like when there's a spike of reviews after we've asked people to to leave reviews gives like three stars and is like i generally like them i'm gonna end your life but this one episode kind of like didn't they didn't really hit the right note for me we're not talking about you when we ask for the reviews you can just not (laughs) I'm so confused. We didn't actually, when we asked for the reviews, we weren't saying, give us an honest three-star critical no, review. Please. If you really like the podcast, you don't give get, us a five-star review. This podcast. And if you and if you feel medium about it, first of all, why does three stars even exist? I feel like it should be one stars, two stars, four stars, or five. Three stars, it's like fucking milk toast. We've broken even here. <laughs> why did you even take the time? You'll never get those seconds back. I'll never get the second back from reading it. You've said nothing here. Um and and you were supposed to lie. If you were gonna go and leave a review and you were thinking about three stars, you're gonna make it five. That is obviously how this works. Right. Right. I feel like the system's pretty clear. I, I'm I'm really amazed by those people. I'm like, okay, so you added nothing Who to the conversation. Who left a fucking three-star review? It was something, it was just something that was like, I've really liked this podcast for the most part, but in such and such episode. I'm about to lose my mind. I was like, okay, and like, do you like, <laughs> is there anything in the world that you like 100% of the time? I don't like myself a hundred percent of the time i don't like 100%, i don't like myself fucking 90 percent of the time i don't like tacos a hundred percent of the time and it's my favorite food but sometimes they're not as good as other times you know what i mean <laughs> i found a funny dm okay somebody dm'd us saying First of all, this is all caps. Love you. <laughs> um, I went on a date with a guy yesterday, and he told me that he doesn't own salt. He just doesn't think it's necessary. <laughs> the, the most offensive thing a man has said to me. Yeah, that's a salt. Oh, salt. Whoa, that's a um, salt. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go on another date with that person. 
I mean, no, you're going to be eating spice. bland food and you're going to be having bland sex. I what would does assume. that mean? Yeah. What does that mean if a man refuses to own salt? What else? Like, what can we? It could be. Assume from there. It could be a sign of someone who's like way too obsessed with their body and like eating healthy and like only putting in like fuel and protein and i don't know those those types are just really not for me i mean i respect what anybody wants to do with their body it's your life it's your body but at the same time i could never date someone who like is so critical about every single thing that they eat and like low salt diet low carb diet like yeah. I don't know, just like too controlling over that doesn't sort of sound thing. Fun. Doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound fun. What do you do with yeah. your partner? You go out and eat and freaking have ice cream and rub it on each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Really you really do. do. <laughs> you seem deep in thought. I think we're brain dead. I was just thinking about mm-hmm. kissing my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you close us out? And you're going to get the Instagram so right this time. It's going to be freaking crazy. I can't wait to hear it. All right, you guys. Well, we did it again. We, we did it. We did it. And this has been Not For Everyone. Um, a podcast where pretty much nothing gets done. <coughs> but uh, except to apparently encourage a bunch of you guys to send me Tony Soprano memes and cat cat memes, which I'm going to say I don't want any more of them. I don't want to see Um, any more Tony Soprano. I'm just kidding. I like them. I would disagree. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Start. I mean, I would say keep sending them to her, but if she really doesn't want them. (laughs) No, I do. I do. Um, Tony, what I would really like is if anyone's good with like graphic design or some AI stuff, I would like to see the Tony Soprano as a cat, a cat that looks like Tony Soprano. I don't want it to be Tony Soprano is playing in Cats the Musical and is a human body in a cat suit. I want it to be a cat that you're like, that's totally a cat, but it like, does that cat kind of look like Tony Soprano? Yeah. That's Um, what I would like to see. A little bit more like the Aristocats. Yeah, kind of more. It's honestly the the a cat, shapely the, cat, the cat that assaulted me in my sex fantasy <laughs> was not dissimilar from Tom O'Malley in the Aristocats. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go back a few episodes. You do, but um, otherwise, you can follow us on Not for Everyone Pod on Instagram. Not for Everyone Pod with the number four as a number, and you can find Jess at Jay Z Debakey. On Instagram, I'm on YouTube, Caroline Winkler. Our editor, uh, Abby Newhouse, is on Instagram, Abby, A-B-I, Newhouse. You can also DM her on Instagram if you want to hire her for your audio needs. Um, She edited this episode. And you know what? Leave a review. Leave a fucking warm three-star review if (laughs) you don't care about your life. And I'll come to your door and I'll hunt you down and kill you. (laughs) I'm going to bring my fleet of sexual dolphins and we're gonna do something weird and i'm sorry for it but you made that choice yeah so everybody go google prehensile penis there's really a lot there's a lot (laughs) to read i've been studying this for years honestly i don't know how many people i've talked to about prehensile penises and rape caves there's also a very interesting study um involving human body decoys 
where they learned about a lot of this. Um, so, okay. I guess that's what this podcast is now. We love you. Thanks for hanging we out. We do. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. Kisses. Yeah, how do we get something equal? How, how do we get hornier from there? Well, um, I. Are any of these what? things horny? What are we. Are any of these things horny? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>